Greetings from the Candy Colored Studio, where life is sweeter in candy color. I'm oil painter Katrina Berg, and I'm so glad you're here. I'll be chatting with you from my Midway, Utah home, serving up a palette of support, hope, and love with a side of realness. As a mother of five, including five-year-old twins, I know too well that life is rarely easy and jolly, but savoring the sweet moments gives us the strength we need to find peace, growth, and fulfillment along our journey. Again, so happy you're here and welcome. I'm getting on a podcast, so don't make noise. Welcome back to the Candy Colored Studio. Okay, I'm super excited today because my good friend Beth Allen is here and we're going to be talking about all things mothering and her latest series and it's going to be really great. But I'll tell you just really quickly how Beth and I met. Um, It's really thanks to Leslie Graff. Um, She's another artist friend of both of ours and um, Beth was pregnant with twins and Leslie's like, Katrina, you need to send Beth an email because she's pregnant and sick with twins. And I was like, okay. And, um, and then maybe what, two or three years later, um, we got to go on a painting trip with some art friends and I had still never met Beth in person and it was so much fun. And I will tell you that even though she was totally pregnant and sick, she skilled a wall with us. We had so much fun. We just had a really good time together. And um, yeah, Beth is just one of those people that you need to get to know. You need to get to know her heart and her art. And again, I'm just super excited to share her with you today. So Beth, welcome. Thanks. It's so good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you. So um, you guys know that we've still only seen each other in person, what, twice at at the 135? Oh, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not crazy. It's crazy to have these wonderful friends that you just love so much, but you just don't live very close to. <laughs> I know. Well, thank goodness for technology as far as that goes. Totally. Yeah, it's definitely the best. Well, let's just dive in, Beth, because we have so many things we talk about. And um, Beth's sweet husband, Jared, has graciously taken the kids on a walk. So we... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk as quickly as we can and so if it gets loud you know it's my house and not best um <laughs> first of all Beth just tell us about you your background your family like whatever you want to share with us okay um well I grew up in mostly in Arizona I um have three younger brothers and I've loved to draw and create, really create anything for as long as I can remember. Like, I can't remember not coloring or drawing. It's just always been there. And um, I didn't do a whole lot of it in high school, actually, but I did major in painting in college. And while I was in college at ASU, that's where I met my husband, um, Jared, who's from Kansas, and um, we started off as friends and eventually ended up getting married, (laughs) and I never thought I would have had so many kids, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way, and I have three less than that. Well, I, my dad's side of the family, he has seven siblings, 
And so getting together with cousins, you know, regularly was so much fun. Like I had so many cousins and we would get together and it was just like one of my favorite things. And I always thought, oh, it'd be so fun to have a big family. But I always thought, but I could never do that. (laughs) 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 But I guess subconsciously or something, I was determined to recreate that. I don't know. But um, it's amazing. And (laughs) yeah. So do you want to tell everybody like your kids ages? Sure. Um, Yeah, whatever. My oldest just turned 16, which is insane. I feel like I'm 16 still. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, how can I have a 16 year old? But yeah, my oldest is 16. And then, and her name is Ella. And then Rory also a girl is 15. Um, my oldest boy is Hudson and he's 12. And then Violet is almost 10. She'll be 10 in a week. And then Ames is seven. Uh, the twins, Bodie and June are three and on fire. And then uh, <laughs> my baby is Sawyer and he will be one in May. So he's 10, 11 months. So. Seriously, so awesome. Okay, so obviously we have that twin connection. So tell me, what are Bodie and June up to right now? Why are they on fire? <laughs> They're just, they are so much fun, but they are so much trouble. They are just constantly getting into things and being loud and running around and it's <laughs> it's just a lot to uh, to take care of but but they are hilarious and cute and fun so it makes up for it <laughs> that's so awesome yeah I felt like with our twins once they turned three we were getting we we're finally getting enough sleep but then that's when they wanted to be outside all the time which is great but it made the neighbors so scared because they didn't want to back out the driveway they were always just afraid that there was going to be a twin to run over right yeah. and then our next door neighbor across the street they have a little boy who's just a year younger than our boys and so they were afraid of him as well but I think the twins kind of trained everyone because then we got new neighbors with new little people and I think everyone is a little bit more used to it but I think about last summer or maybe maybe when they were like four four and a half was when I started to stress less about them so hopefully hopefully because now they can just go outside and they'll like I'll go out with them for a minute and remind them please stay right here while you're watching the construction and they can actually understand and do that you know what I mean whereas before I'd have to be sitting next to them but now they can just sit there and watch the tractors and bulldozers go all day and I know that they're okay and I can see them and even though I'm like 70 feet away I'm not worried do you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, listening is not my twin's best quality right now. <laughs> yeah, hope I'm sure they'll get there. They'll get uh, there. They'll get there. It this has is- been nice that they always have each other to yeah. play with. All and they they are so opposite. They just get along so well because <laughs> yeah. they don't care about the same things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our twins are kind of the same way. And that's actually been a huge benefit for our family during all the quarantining because 
there's so many people to play with. And I've noticed that all the kids are playing with each other and they're not really complaining about not having their friends. Like we heard some complaints the first couple weeks, but then after that, they're just, for the most part, it's been <laughs> really nice. Yeah. 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 Same. It's been, it's been good for them. I think it's been bringing them closer. Nice. Totally, totally. And I think too, that that's another benefit of having a bunch of kids, right? There's, <laughs> yep. there's lots of people to play with. And, and if they tell you that they're bored, it's like, well, I think that we must go check your, your forehead because there's no way you can be bored in this busy no. house. No, yeah. no way. Oh. I always tell them that I can always find something for them to do. Totally. So totally. When, you were, when you were going to ASU, were you doing a lot of portraits and landscapes or what, what did you find yourself doing the most with your art degree? Um, while I was at ASU, um, I was doing mostly assignments like from my different professors. So it was kind of all over the place, um, which was good and not so good. Like it was good in some ways because I got to try out a lot of different styles and subjects and ways of doing things and methods and but um I feel like it didn't help me to um find you know find my own style find myself as an artist it um just working on my own is how that happened and it's still happening but um yeah so I remember a lot of crazy assignments I remember one, we had to mix like, I can't remember exactly, like 50 shades of different shades of green and put them on like a paper. (laughs) They all had to be different. And then um, I guess in my life drawing, my life drawing classes were as close as I ever came to doing portraits in school. But I think, I feel like those really helped with my drawing skills and um, you don't so much focus on the face, but just being able to, to look at something and try to see it as a shape instead of a person, you know? So that helped me a lot with that, but really all, I didn't really stick to one thing. Like it was just, all over over the place. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, obviously I feel the same way. It took me a long time to figure out my style, but how long, how long do you really feel? And I feel like you too, like I feel like it's still progressing and growing and exploring. So how long did you feel like you, how long did it take for you to feel like, okay, I like this series. I'm going to pursue this series or I like this style. I'm going to, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the first time I remember I, I, was happy with some of the work I had done and I was like yeah that that feels like me was probably when um Ames was a baby so that was like six or seven years ago so from college till then that's how long it took wow (laughs) to figure it out and with kids and raising kids and stuff I wasn't always very productive, but I never stopped creating art. Like I always um, had it somewhere. 
Totally. Yeah. And I think that that's so good because I think for a lot of us, we think, oh, I have, we might catch ourselves saying, okay, I have a family or I have other responsibilities. I couldn't Mm -hmm. possibly become an artist, but clearly, you know, we do have to put in the time and yes, we may not have eight hours a day, like some artists have to paint. Maybe there's only an hour or two in there that we can work on it every day. But clearly by putting in that time and that effort, I don't know, for me, I kind of feel like it becomes this language that you just can't help but cultivate. And you just can't, the more you paint, the more that it just comes out in that same way. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. So, okay. So you guys, I have loved that since I've known you or at least known of you, you've actually lived in several places. And I love that about your family. And I love that you've documented the different places with your landscapes and then also the story of your family. So what are your favorite parts about the landscape now that you live in Kansas? Um, well, Kansas, I think when, and I thought of it this way before I lived here, I think you think of it just plain and flat and kind of boring, but we live in the very eastern part of Kansas, right outside of Kansas City, and it's um, rolling hills and forests, and so it's really beautiful here, Um, and it has the seasons which I never had growing up in Arizona and so it's just like I I feel like I'm like a little kid when the seasons change (laughs) my my kids are like oh yeah the the trees are changing and (laughs) I just get so excited about it but um so that's probably one of my favorite things about living here is is having the seasons because I feel like it's just something you can depend on each year to happen but also you know different kinds of beauty you know like every season has something amazing and beautiful about it and bad about it (laughs) But, um, but it's just like that variety and one of my favorite favorite things has been um summers um mostly because i never liked them in arizona but here they're, you know, it gets, it gets hot. I wouldn't say hot. It gets warm here and humid, but um, you can still go outside in the summer. And the fireflies, which are so magical. And I'm not, you know, I never saw them. And I just love, I'm, I'm getting excited for them already this year to come back. <laughs> oh, now do they come like in June or May? I can't remember. I want to say like the end of May, beginning of June, or maybe, I think June is like the main month that they're, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's really fun, it's amazing. Have you painted June, uh, excuse me, fireflies in your paintings? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I know you have a million things to paint, but put it on your list. Wouldn't that be so magical? I remember we went on a family trip back east um, to see church history sites, and I think it was one of the first times we'd ever seen fireflies other than on a movie or a picture, and we played hide-and-seek out with the fireflies all night. It was just so much fun. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's so, I don't know what it is about it. It's just 
so magical. That's so cool. Well, I love your landscapes. I love that you a lot of times will go out to Jared's parents' farm and then paint while you're out there. And if you want, tell us a little bit about that, because that's a magical place for all of you. Yes. Um, my in-laws, well, Jared grew up here, um, kind of in a really small town um, called Quinamo. It had I don't know how many people it has in it right now, but it had like 500 people. It was teeny tiny. And um, they have a farm out there and it's about a 45 minute drive from our house. So usually once a week, um, Jared will take the kids down there or, or we'll all go down there because, you know, it's just the kids can run around. They have, um, 60 or so acres to explore and um, you know there's just so much to do there that's outside like uh, and so many animals and gardens and just in a forest I just feel like it's really um, therapeutic and peaceful for us to get out there and out in nature so but we usually do that like once a week and a lot of times if I have a lot of work I need to do Jared will just take the kids down there and I'll stay here and be able to work which is always amazing because like I can get so much more done now but. <laughs> yeah well okay so I'm curious so did Jared's parents did they run the whole farm by themselves or did they have some like farm hands or employees that come and help them because it sounds like there's a lot more than I even realized there's a lot of animals, a lot of gardening and crops to hit, take care of. It sounds like. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I, I know that his dad and brothers would help each other out, but I'm, I don't really know to the extent. I guess Jerry does remember baling hay every summer and throwing it up into the barn. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and running the combine, and he tells stories about that, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't think they had help. I think it, if they did, it was just family. Yeah, and and so Jared, how many kids are in Jared's family? He has two siblings. Okay, yeah, so they would all help out, and it it's also a seasonal thing. A lot of times when you have farms, I mean, the animals will be having babies in the spring and then you've got to take care of the crops at the end of the summer and I don't know just all those things but hopefully yeah. it's kind of like projects throughout the year and it doesn't usually all happen at the same time yeah <laughs> yeah but it's fun it's fun to go out there and see that you know it's kind of romantic farm type of life but so yeah. different from the city are so different from where I grew up. It's just, it's totally. nice. Yeah, it is nice. And I love too how you're still very connected with um, Arizona and other places you've lived and you do a lot of commissions based on, you know, paintings of those places. Like I have some of your cactus or cacti, who, which I totally love. I'll, to, I'll post a picture when I post this episode and uh, show you guys, but yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about school. So obviously you felt like 
schooling, you were just exploring and doing all these fun things, but then you really had to put in the work to like figure out your style and where you wanted to go. So what yeah. kind of advice would you give to artists and creatives who are just finishing high school? If they, if they don't have money to go to school, like, would you recommend go ahead and take a loan and jump in? Because if you don't start, you got to start sometime or do a workshop or do an internship. Like what are your ideas? You know, like if your girls yeah. wanted to do it, what would you tell them? Um, honestly, if, um, like I couldn't, if I didn't have money to go to college, I would not get a loan for it. <laughs> I would, you can learn just as much or maybe even more from going to these workshops and they have so many workshops now and everywhere and I want to go to them, but, um, <laughs> they, I feel like you can if you really want to do it, then um, you'll put the time into it and you'll take the workshops and make it happen because really having a painting degree, I've never had to like pull out my painting degree and say, <laughs> here's my degree in painting. You can buy a painting now. You know? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it, I can say I graduated college, I guess, but it hasn't been what's helped me um, in my own art business. My art business has just been trial and error and just doing it, just trying. Um, but yeah, I, unless you want, you know, the college experience, I guess, then I wouldn't recommend going into debt for that. When you yeah, can do no. it. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> all those comments. And two, like if you think about it, there are obviously there's workshops that are more expensive than others. Sometimes you have to fly specific places. Like one of Beth and I's friends, like she flew to New York for a really special workshop. And I think that's super awesome. And it's great for her at this time in her life, but not everybody can do that. And yet now we have like even workshops online that you can do that are fairly inexpensive. And when you do, when you sign up for three of those in comparison to a semester of tuition, you could still be working and, and taking those classes and learning and growing. And then if you feel like you can save up enough to go back to school and you really need to go to school, then I think that you'd have that opportunity. But I really appreciate you saying that because I think that it's really tempting for us to feel like it's the only path and that's yeah. the only way to become an artist. And you're right. Yeah. Nobody's going to say, where's your certificate before I buy this painting? Yeah. <laughs> I your college graduation diploma. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and what's funny too is some – most of the artists that I know didn't go that have been successful did not go to college for art. And most of the people that I know that went to college for art aren't active artists. And I think that's yeah. just so funny. Like it's just, it's totally what you're willing, if it's important to you and if you just want to make it happen, a degree won't change that. 
So. Yeah, and I agree. I think that especially with technology and times changing, I mean, even just with Corona right now and all the things that we're, all, we're going through, everyone's looking at their businesses and what can I do better and what can I do differently to make it through this particular time? And that's really no different than you and I trying to make our art businesses work. It's just like, okay, let's try this. All right, yeah. that worked. This didn't work. <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, well, that's good. Thank you for all that. I really appreciate it. So the other thing that I think that people, it's hard for people when they look at artists like you and I that have a bunch of kids and say, <laughs> how are you doing it? And I think that for me, it's like, well, clearly I'm not doing everything that yeah. you think I'm doing. I'm giving up a lot of things. So what are some things that you found that you needed to give up to become a mother artist? Um, well, I... I've given up, I think it's, uh, how do I say this? Like it's um, just learning to go with the flow and to be okay if things aren't perfectly clean and like knowing that the world won't end if the laundry's piling up. Like being able to see that those things are, you know, short term, like I'm, I'm not going to be in the future, you know, saying, Oh, I wish I would have done more laundry or something, <laughs> or you're not going to get like an award for having the cleanest house. And I do like a clean house and it has been difficult sometimes like, cause, um, I'm a visual person. And so disorder can stress me out, but um, learning to kind of see past that and being okay with the chaos and imperfection and kind of embracing it and just um, accepting it as part of part of the life that I want that I want to live and I want to live a creative life and I want my kids to see um, that everything doesn't have to be perfect for them to do what they want so that kind of got off top <laughs> I don't know if that even answered the question no no that but, was perfect Beth that was perfect <laughs> keep going keep going yeah so I guess to be more specific I um my house isn't as clean as maybe I would like it to be um I don't watch tv I rarely watch tv I guess I'm really not if I have um, a spare minutes, I usually paint, even if it's just like for seriously for 10 minutes, I'll go in there and just do a few strokes and then get interrupted and be like, okay, I'll come back to this. You know, so it's just, that's a big part of it too, is not being hard on yourself. If you can't find the time to paint, if I expect if I'm like really geared up and expecting to have like a solid painting session, like three hours or something, which is a big deal for me, then it doesn't happen. I can be really upset about that, you know, and in the past I would be upset and then I learn, well, you just have to, and it kind of goes back with going with the flow. You just have to be like, well, <laughs> I'll get this later and 
you know, it will happen when it's time to happen and to not be hard on myself for not being able to paint. So. Yeah, no, I love all those things. And that's really a beautiful way to live too, because whether you're an artist, a baker, an interior designer, I mean, whatever it is that you love to do and the way that you want to be able to serve the world, most likely you're going to have to give something up. And most of us do have to give up a perfectly clean home. And you're right. Nobody's going to say, mom, I wish you would have done more laundry when I was little. They're going to yeah. say, I'm grateful <laughs> that you painted and I'm grateful that you took the time to read with me and create with me and bake with me. Like we haven't mentioned this yet, but Jared's like a, a really amazing <laughs> artisan baker. And so there's so much creativity going on in your home. And again, yeah. those are the things that the kids will remember and that they'll appreciate. And if they remember a pile of laundry, they will giggle and say, thank goodness, mom still painted. <laughs> so she could be sane because there were so many of us and so much laundry. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's really beautiful. And I think it's important for us to just, you know, be patient with ourselves and to give ourselves grace and to realize that um that you're right when we have expectations like I feel the same way if I expect three hours of painting time I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting anxious and it's not happening what am I supposed to do and so then I'll talk to my kids about it and they'll be like oh I'll take the twins for a couple hours in the morning tomorrow and it's been so nice because like all I need to do is say I need a little bit of help and they'll totally jump in and I love mm -hmm. that and then when they do it all on their own one of them's over there. <laughs> I bet um, if they do it all on their own, then it's like this gift. It's not like I was expecting them to help me and give me some time to paint. But when they do that, it's just so much more rewarding. And I feel like the work that comes out of me is so much better than if I was expecting them to be quiet yeah. or leave me alone for a few minutes. No expectations are the secret to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And then anything that they do is like such a gift and such a treasure, right? You're like, yes. oh, that's so nice. Somebody helped me dinner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lucky. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. True. Well, let's true. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is because you have a launch coming up. And so let's talk a little bit about, I mean, I consider you an expert in launching, Beth. I know you may not feel that way, but I, one of the reasons that I think that you do such a good job is just that you're not afraid to try. You know, you're not afraid of being perfect about doing these things. And so you regularly, the whole time that I've known of you, you've like, I think when I first started following you, you would just do little paintings on Friday and offer them to Instagram followers. And I thought that was such a fun way to just offer your workout, not expect anything, but then you were always so happy. Like, you know, it was, yeah. you could tell that it was just a really sweet thing. And so I think that that's one of your gifts is that you're not afraid to try and you just jump in there and go for it. So, um, our candy club has been talking about how to release an online series. And we spent a whole month kind of digging into the different ideas, but you know, you've been doing it for a long time. So I guess the first question is, does it ever get comfortable or are you constantly finding new ways to do it better? And then what kind of advice would you give artists or just anyone trying to sell things online for the first time? Um, okay. I, thanks for the, the nice things that you said but um, <laughs> first of all 
<laughs> but um, the reason I like doing series is because is is probably different than what you would expect. I just like focusing on one type of thing at a time. So for the, for a few months or you know however long, I just paint, and then for a few months or not months for a few weeks, I just frame. And then for a few weeks, I just take pictures of everything. Yeah. And then for a few weeks, I, you know, post it online and do shipping. And then it kind of the cycle starts over. But I like having each little category like that. So I, when I'm in painting mode, I can just be in painting mode and I don't have to worry about shipping and, you know, all the other things. And then also it's a nice break because after I finish a series, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> I don't, I have no more ideas. <laughs> it's nice to have that little break after and until I start feeling inspired to paint other things. And like that, that break of shipping and packaging and uh, photographing all the work and, you know, working on my website, just, I feel like it just, works with my head like it helps clear out the series and make way for a new series but that's really why I do it that way and um I it just is the easiest for me to keep it straight that way with you know having so much going on in other areas of my life and it's also good because I love um, narratives and I feel like when I have a series it's kind of like telling a story and I can just kind of really dive into that into one subject and um, focus on that for a little while um, so I think that I don't think that doing series is very stressful to me more stressful to me is with just sharing my work I guess um if I'm trying something new you know or if I'm uh doing something that isn't typical of what I do and and I post it that's scary for me but um so so do releasing the actual series isn't really super scary for me it's more of but you know what but I will say the first time I was super super nervous about releasing it because I was like no one is gonna buy anything <laughs> but <laughs> but they did, but they, <laughs> they, did. Still do. Yeah. they did and you know sometimes things have sold better than others some series have sold better than others and that's fine, um, but it does get easier the more you put yourself out there. And I think I learned that kind of from how you were talking about how I would post my mini paintings on Instagram. Um, that's how I started off. I would just do a painting, a little mini painting a week and post it for sale. And um, it, that was kind of scary because I'm like, what if nobody comments and buys it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it happened and but 
that kind of prepared me to be okay with failing because it only happened like once and then I had all the other ones sold. So it was worth it, you know, like the failing was worth it and just kind of getting over myself and be like, yep, I can fail and I can make bad paintings sometimes and I can still make good paintings. Like it's not an all or nothing thing. But, but that was, you know, a gradual process for sure. Definitely. Well, I think this is really good advice. I, I love how you talk about how you just very purposely went through each process and you spent time and you, you simplified your life so that you could do that. Right. So when you were in painting mode, you're always in painting mode. And so I think something that like, I can learn a lot from this. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like you get interrupted and you go help somebody with something and then you come back to the studio and it's like, oh gosh, what was I working on? What was the most important thing? But if you're in painting mode, you just go back to the painting. If you're yes. in framing mode, you just go back to the framing. You're not like, oh, I have to ship this today and tomorrow I have to start this or whatever. Yeah. You don't have like 50 million things going on. You've just simplified. And then I think also when you talked about how it's not as scary to release a whole series versus trying lots of different things and wondering if what people are going to say. And I think that that is totally something that I've felt. And I think part of it's because you commit to that series and you realize within that series, you're going to grow, you're going to explore. They, not all the pieces may get sold right this year or this moment, but you've committed to that series. So you've committed to the whole instead of the individual. So you have less anxiety, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I love how you just talked about how failing makes it totally worth it. And I, I just couldn't <laughs> agree more. Like if we don't have, if we don't have those low points, we don't, we're not able to celebrate those wins. And like you were saying, like you still sold all of them, but like one, which in my opinion is like a huge success. You know, a lot of times for me, like if I create a series and I only sell like four or five of them, I think, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I still think it's great. And then I know that people will buy other ones later, but I think again, um, that one tiny failure is just so minute compared to what you were able to gain from the whole yeah. series personally. And um, just, you know, being able to share that with the world. So yeah. Why, yeah. Why focus on that when it's just, and I think in the moment it's harder to see that it's easy looking back and being like, Oh, well, yeah, that wasn't so bad in the moment. It is harder. Um, but if we, and I, you know, I'm still learning this, if I can learn to take a step back, and maybe see the big picture like um of my life like she created a series and no one bought anything from it and then she created another series and she did a little bit better like that's not a bad thing it's just a, it's just a thing it's just an experience so um i guess good or bad i would rather have the experience than not Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's talk about your series. Let's talk about the series. So we're recording this um, just a few days before, but the day that this launches on Monday the 13th, you will be able to listen to this and then go straight to Beth's shop and her series will be available. So tell us all about it. The, the narrative, um, the inspiration, the style, like whatever you want to share. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'll even share, I'm in the, uh, <laughs> the website 
portion of my process. <laughs> so, which is the one I'm probably the least <laughs> uh, good at, but that's okay. But um, a few years ago, let's see, um, I want to say three or four years ago, I started a mothering series and it just happened to start in the spring, which happened to correlate with Mother's Day. And I noticed that um, people were really connecting to it. And especially for the time of year, they were wanting paintings like that. And so the next year, I was like, well, I might try that again. And so <laughs> it just kind of has become a tradition. But um, I originally started doing Mother mothering paintings because I mean obviously it's something I can relate to and I feel like if you can relate to it you can express it better in your art but um, I think it's something that is so undervalued in our society and it's either kind of put on a pedestal or seen as like oh, you're a mom, that's all, you know, that's all, that's all. But um, I think that motherhood is one of the most, you know, important things that a person can be. It's definitely the most important thing to me, being a mother. Uh, it's, you know, brought so much more meaning and humbling experiences to my life um and so I guess I just since there's so many um so many feelings that are often negative about motherhood I wanted to create some positive feelings about motherhood that were not like unrealistic they were just more like the simple moments the the little moments um, that when you're a mom, you will always remember like leaning over to tie your child's shoe. That was one thing, like giving your kids baths, um, having your kids at the counter with you, just all these little moments that I know one day I'll be like, oh, that was, you know, I'll miss those moments. But those are the little things that make motherhood what it is and, you know, make it so beautiful. And so I just wanted to try to capture those moments. So, and I don't really have any examples of putting mothers on a pedestal, but that's what I was trying to avoid. Like the yeah. <laughs> real expectations and, um, you know, pictures of motherhood, the perfect mother. So, Well, you do it so well. And I have loved watching and following along these past few years. And it's so fun because I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, oh, 
this is totally the season for best mother series. <laughs> I gotta see when she's launching. And you guys, if I hadn't reached out to her that particular day, this wouldn't have happened because I didn't realize we were so close. <laughs> I didn't realize we were so close. It like oh. hit me last week. I was like, oh, I better, I better get busy on this. <laughs> I better get on the website. Yeah. yeah. It's not my favorite part either. Um, but yeah, I really, there are just, you do such a good job of capturing those tender moments. And I don't know if this will sound like a compliment, but it's totally meant to. I'm just setting it up. <laughs> I feel like for years, there's some beautiful artists that you and I love. Um, and I really shouldn't say their names, but they, their artwork, they would show mothering and show the life of a mother. And the critics were so hard on them and they didn't appreciate their work. They didn't, they would always give them these terrible reviews, like another, another um, home artist, another hobby artist woman. And what they were creating Obviously, some of these women now are finally getting the accolades they deserve, but it's so frustrating um, to, to realize what a difficult road that they took trying to portray motherhood. And I feel like um, for them, you know, I was so grateful that they stuck it out, number one. But then I've noticed that um, in my time as an artist that there are a few artists that have done really well depicting motherhood and parenthood that are men and when yeah. they depict it everyone says oh they're so sensitive they're so intuitive they're so thoughtful and so they just run and buy their artwork and i'm grateful that they're buying it because we need to celebrate motherhood parenthood um you know this nurturing side of humanity but at the same time like it's kind of frustrating for yeah. some artists and i feel bad for these women artists that just weren't taken seriously so i guess this is where the compliment comes out i feel like you were so authentic you were never like trying to like you say put motherhood on a on the pedestal, you were trying to be so authentic to these little small moments. And fortunately, you have attracted an audience that could connect with that and could celebrate it and weren't so worried about what a critic would have said, you know, 30 years ago when I, you and I were young, you know, and so I feel like not to say that it's been um, easy for you because I'm sure it's always an uphill battle, but I'm just so grateful that because you were so true to yourself and your heart and you were in the places where those women could find you and find that art. Um, it's just, it's been a really, um, just really wonderful for me to watch that and it just makes me want to celebrate you even more because it's like yay finally <laughs> you know I think part of it's like yeah you know it was harder for those women because yes it was a different time and a different they didn't have Instagram they didn't have you know the internet and be able to connect with the people they were dealing with these hard critic harsh critics that um had certain ideas of what art was supposed to be. And I love that you've been able to just kind of transcend those typical things and say, yes, I went to art school. Yes, I was trained. Yes, I have skills. However, <laughs> I am going to paint what I feel in my heart and I'm going to share it and I'm going to lift the world in the process. And um, I don't want to like get all teary eyed, but I feel like you have done so much 
for women and for mothers because of this series. And um, I just want to say thank you because every time I see your, your paintings, it just, um, it not only brings me back to those sweet moments, but it helps me realign um, just my heart with what really matters in life and to say, yes, this is not a fleeting thing that only I care about. This is truly something that matters and you're able to just solidify those ideas. So thank you. <laughs> that is so nice. You got me tearing up a little bit. Uh, that's so nice. And I totally hear you on the um, frustration of crit art critics and women artists in general not being taken seriously um, and to be honest that is a one it's not the biggest reason but it's definitely one of the reasons that I want to create art and want to be successful is because I've always been a little feminist at heart and I just want to prove them wrong and <laughs> that's kind of like a secret I guess that I don't really share very often but it's true because I mean yes being a mother is beautiful yes it is strong feminism I mean being feminine is strong and beautiful and I hate how it gets treated sometimes and so now you know one of my little secrets about oh. being a secret feminist <laughs> I love it I love it I'm so glad I, I kind of I kind of knew deep down that you were a secret feminist but it's nice to um to share it and I think that it's nice too for people to understand like for those of us that know you personally know that you really are one of the kindest beautiful souls gentle just peaceful souls and for you to say you know, motherhood and women are strong and women are powerful and women can do great things. And you know that, yeah, it's okay to be a very peaceful soul who is kind and patient and all those things that I see in you. And yet still you need that strength because if you don't have that strength, how can you be patient? And kind? You can't. <laughs> this is the mother of eight. You just can't. Oh, it's so You'll beautiful. Your mind. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm so excited. So tell us maybe about a few of your favorite pieces in the series. Like how many? How many pieces will you have? What sizes and options? Okay. Like with framing and things. Like all the things. All right. Um, this year I kind of focused on doing smaller sized paintings. Um, last year I did some big ones and that was fun, but I think for the place I'm in in my life right now, it makes more sense to do smaller ones. And so I think I haven't counted officially, but I think I have around 18 or 20 pieces. Um, I have a few uh, graphite sketches and then the rest are oil paintings. Some of them are on um, wood panel. Some of them are on linen, like a linen canvas board. Um, and some of them are on just traditional canvas. And I've tried to frame all the ones that I could. And um, I offer, I do offer framing through FrameBridge if you want to buy like a specific frame for a painting but I found that I've been really um, into pattern 
<laughs> for some reason. <laughs> just And like my daughters and people that have seen me painting while I'm painting, they're like, how can you sit and do that? And I don't know. It's just so relaxing to me. But I just love how especially the vintage wallpaper patterns look. And um, I just wanted to paint them. And so most, not all, but most of the mothering paintings do kind of have that um, pattern in there somewhere, whether it's like pattern on pattern or a wall behind them. Um, And that probably just says more about me personally than the actual painting. (laughs) (laughs) I just am really into patterns right now um and let's see where was I going with this oh yeah and um the ones that are not mothering because I am releasing some paintings that I'm including in my mothering series but they're more abstractly mothering so I've got abstracts with just when I when I paint abstracts it like more of a feeling than trying to capture something like the feeling of the colors and the brush strokes. And so I have a few abstracts and then um, of course I have some flowers because florals and flowers are not only one of my very favorite things, but you know, they're kind of a symbol of mother's day. So I think I have, I want to say like six flower paintings. So I could be wrong, but, but yeah, they're all, they're all between, I think my smallest one is a five by five little painting. And I think the biggest one is probably 20, um, 20 by 24. Yeah. I think that's the so oh. and it's all the rain all in between. Those yeah. Two. So the sorry. No, 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 keep going. <laughs> so there's I tried to make good price points for different budgets. Yeah. And I'll also have prints because I mean I understand I can't buy all the artwork I want to buy. <laughs> so I want it I want art to be accessible and affordable for people because I think it adds so much to a home. I know like I have one of your pieces and all, all the pieces, I just love seeing them every day. And I, I found that I cannot hang up things that aren't original art anymore. Like I'm like, (laughs) it's just, I've become an original art snob, but it's just, it's like, this has no meaning. This was made in a factory. I need something personal and that connects with me and because that's one of the favorite my favorite things about art is connecting with people through art so roundabout way um (laughs) that I guess is what's available um and I'm trying to think the Oh yeah, the the prints, uh, I print them to order, and so they take a few weeks. But um, I ship out the paintings as soon as they're dry, 
it. So, um, yeah, that's about it. That's so great. And I have loved, I've loved watching you with the patterns because again, I love just vintage patterns, vintage color palette and you, all those things fit so well with you, your style, it just flows. And so I'm so glad that you're <laughs> doing so much with those vintage wallpapers because they're just wonderful. And I also love that you included some of your mothering abstracts in your series as well, because there's so many of us that, um, when we think about motherhood, it's not always like one particular scene. Maybe it's the overwhelming sensation and the feelings that we have. And that's what I believe is, is so great about your abstracts. They do have so much feeling and emotion. Um, that piece that you did that was in the church um, competition up at Temple Square. Oh, I love that piece so much. Did you sell that one? You did sell that one, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. You guys will have to go look it up. But um yeah, I do love all of your abstracts. They're amazing because they really are powerful. And so it is nice to um, to have that because sometimes you do want a very um, straightforward memory or view. And then other times you just want to kind of follow the strokes and the colors <laughs> and the movement, right? Yes, so, totally. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. And I think that you're so smart because you're right. Yes. Some of us really love original art, but you're right. We can't all buy all the original art we, we want. So definitely, <laughs> um, again, you know, I told you how Beth has done this so many times and this is why she, you know, she's kind of figured out that you do need to have different price points. It is good to have different sizes and different offerings. Um, and it's all under one theme, one beautiful theme. So it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. I am too. <laughs> so, so tell us, like, what are some um, series or projects that you have on the horizon? Um, like, what's next for you? Um, that is a good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I love that answer. That's so good. It's so comforting for so many of us. I don't have a plan. My plan is to paint. And other than that, and I really don't know. Like some it's funny because sometimes I will have a very specific idea or plan for a series I want to do. And other times I just have to kind of feel as I go. Like Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that after this that's what it's going to be like unless oh, I have a striking revelation or something <laughs> but, no, I love that and I think that we need to be reminded that sometimes there's a specific plan coming and other times it's okay to just wait you know yeah. we talk about waiting upon the Lord and it's the same thing with our art sometimes we just have to be patient and let our heart guide us and there's really no right or wrong way to do it. So I think that's awesome. Okay. So any other events, obviously all of our events, all any big shows that you yeah. probably were hoping they've probably all been canceled, right? Like how, how many things did you end up having canceled Beth? Um, well, luckily I didn't really, and you know, since I had a baby last year, I, just did online stuff so I didn't have anything canceled thank heavens good for me yeah. I know a lot of a lot of artists did which um thank goodness we still have online you know but um I am doing the 135 show again oh, good good 
Oh, I'm excited. There's and I'll no get way. To see you for a third time. Yeah. And it better not get canceled. I was going to say, let's hope that since it's like November, we should be safe. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. It better oh, I'm be. I'm <laughs> so excited that you're doing it again. Because you, you took a break for a year, didn't you? Or is it two yeah. years? Just no, one. just one year. Just one. It's been one year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. That's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I could start painting things for that. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could still um, let your heart guide you in between all of it, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, so cool. Well, thank you so much for getting on and for sharing so much of your, your heart, your wisdom. And, um, just, you know, I just want you to know that I adore you and I'm so grateful for your friendship. So thank you for everything. The so, feeling is mutual. Aw, <laughs> I know you guys, I've, I've, we wanted to go to Kansas city to see my brother. And, and one of the main reasons, cause I just want to go see Beth. No, tell Sean. Don't anybody tell Sean. If you want to go see him too. Um, so tell us like, obviously Beth, you have a newsletter. They can, so they can get on your email list. They can follow you on Instagram and Facebook, right? Or don't you have a Facebook? No, I have no. a Facebook, but I am never on there. I don't okay. post on there. I don't go on there. Yeah, just, that's okay. Instagram and email us. Yeah, I'm terrible on Facebook, so it's totally okay. So th that would be the thing. I will put links to Beth's website. I'll do one straight to her series and to her Instagram and her email list. Is there anything else? That's all, I'm, all I have at this point. Well, I think that that's the best because it's the easiest for us to <laughs> Oh, well, you're wonderful, Beth. Thank you so much again. And um, yeah, sending so much love from the Candy Colored Studio from Beth and I. Bye. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>